This is episode 358. Start making yourself a priority and stop using food to nurture yourself with Donna. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Appreciate all the latest rating and reviews of the show. If you haven't gone over to iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to the podcast and taken a second to give a rating or maybe a minute to write a review, I would really, really appreciate it. It helps the show grow. It also helps when you subscribe to the show, when you download episodes. All that stuff matters in terms of the algorithms and all that stuff. I I don't know exactly how it all works, but I know that it matters. I've got another beautiful episode for you today. And if you listened to last week's episode, you know that oftentimes callers bring forward some traumatic things. A lot of you have been to hell and back multiple times in your life. Even once is enough. Over my nearly 20 years of experience, I've heard things that make me want to cry, make me want to throw up, make my heart sink. And I'm constantly reminded of the resilience of the human spirit And how through love, through awareness, and with support, anything is healable. And today's caller is no different. She's been to hell and back many times. She had some really hard things happen in her childhood that you'll hear her describe. So just heads up about that. And there's not a description in great detail. It's just just hard things. Sometimes those things are, are hard to hear. And she is finally committed to making herself a priority. And I love her vulnerability. I love her honesty. And I also give two great actionable things that you could do as well if you struggle with what we call emotional eating or binge eating, but I call it something different in this episode, or with not making yourself a priority or not really feeling like you're worth anything. Because when we don't make ourselves a priority, what really is the issue is self-worth. If we have self-worth, if we feel lovable, we are better at making ourselves a priority. So as you're listening to this episode, consider, did you grow up in a household where you could express your feelings or did you have to swallow all your feelings? Do you struggle with binge eating or emotional eating, using food to comfort or soothe? Is it hard for you to make yourself a priority? Are you there for everyone else, but not there for yourself? And finally, were you mothered? You might've had a woman who was your mother, but were you truly mothered? So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with Donna. Before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor for this episode, which is Cured. I want to tell you about one of their products called Rise, which is a nootropic formulated by Cured's very own in-house clinical herbalist. It contains a blend of lion's mane and cordyceps mushrooms, rhodiola, ginseng, and broad-spectrum CBD. Now, since I'm breastfeeding, I don't do a lot of like mushrooms and all those things and ginseng because they're not so good for the babe, but I know how powerful they are. And Steph has tried this and really, really loves it because it gives you kind of a boost, but not a caffeine boost. It just, you know what it feels like? It feels like you had a really good night of sleep. <laughs> That's how it feels. So if you want to try Rise, which has, again, the lion's mane, the cordyceps, some CBD, which aids in balancing the supplement. So many nootropics 
focus supplements are overstimulating and then create a crash, kind of like coffee does. But blending in the CBD in the formulation really avoids this. So it gives you that extended mental clarity and performance, no caffeine in it, no jitters, no crash. If you'd like to try it, Cured is extending an exclusive offer to you, my listeners. You can grab Rise for 20% off by visiting curednutrition.com slash over it and using coupon code over it at checkout. That's C-U-R-E-D nutrition.com slash over it, O-V-E-R-I-T, and enter coupon code over it at checkout to save 20%. All right, and now on to my coaching call with Donna. Welcome to the show. How can I help? My issue is how do I make myself a priority? Mm. Um, I put a lot of time and effort into a bunch of things and I, it's good things, but at the lack of my self care and my, um, you know, taking care of myself. Well, you're aware of it. So I'm sure you've thought about the why and how and the why I don't and how do I, what have you come up with so far? I have a negative relationship with food. So I've dealt with my emotional binge eating. I still eat emotionally, which is a little mindless. But I notice I went in, like in 2017, I went back for, I finished my master's degree and I gained a lot of weight. I took on that um, going to school full time while working full time. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't take care of myself. And the same thing happened this spring. I um, started a project and I went all in like I always do and um, I'd worked so hard to lose weight and I gained um, even more weight back. I'm at my highest weight now Mm -hmm. and it's like, you know, it's good things, but it's like I don't know when to say no or Mm -hmm. how, you know, prioritizing me just seems to be Well, it seems like there's two things, right? There's the relationship with food and then there's the prioritizing yourself. And I see how they go together. And can you see how they're they're two things, two different things as well? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I wouldn't say you have a negative relationship with food. It seems like food has been a coping device for you and a way that you've learned how to manage your feelings. And it's been something that's been very soothing and useful to you at times. Can you see that? I do. I do. Anything, and you've probably heard me say this, anything we judge or hate or make wrong is really hard to heal and really hard to change. And usually we judge and make things wrong because we have shame around it too. And when we're shaming ourselves, we definitely, we definitely can't change. Um, so can you see just the level of judgment you're carrying around all this? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I blame myself, but I mean, but I'm the only person that got me in my shape, right? No. No? <laughs> no. So people don't start emotionally eating if they grew up in a family where they felt safe to express their emotions and their emotions were heard. And their emotions were acknowledged. You know, I'm doing this already with my daughter. When she cries, I don't say shh, shh, shh you know. I, I mean, I, I use the shh, shh, shh if I'm trying to like get her to sleep or something. But if she's crying, I'm like, I hear you. What are you trying to tell me? It's okay to express yourself. What do you want to say? Because I've learned from doing this for so many years that we need to feel like it's safe to feel. So how were feelings dealt with in your household growing up? 
well, I guess like the trifecta of my youth, uh, my mom had a failed suicide attempt. Mm-hmm. Um, I was beaten badly at a daycare provider afterwards um, when my, my dad was trying to take care of us. And then I lost my brother at um, age 13. I was 13. He was um, in his 20s. Mm-hmm. And I have very little um, memories from the age before the age of 13. But what I do remember, um, you know, I don't have any conscious memory of my mom um, shooting herself, but I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't remember being beaten at um, the daycare uh, until I had my son, and um, they manifested as nightmares, mm-hmm. and I found out that they were memories. Yes. Um, you know, so the the memories I do have are, you know, like I used to crawl into my sister's bed at night, and she'd kick me out, use her feet and everything, go back to your own bed, and um at Sunday school, I remember being in my sister's class, and they said, it's time to go back to your class. And they dragged me, literally screaming down the hallway. Mm. And, you know, so these are like some of the memories of my, when I was really young. And, yeah. you know, when I gained knowledge of some of the things that happened when I was young, I'm like, oh, well, those make sense. I apparently, I guess, clung on to my sister to feel safe sure. and um, when she was also trying to deal with everything herself. Sure, sure. Well, those are some really, really traumatic things, Donna, that you endured as a child. Yeah. 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 What emotion comes up for you as you speak about it? Um, How do you feel right now? I feel, I feel heavy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. sadness comes up mm-hmm. I guess I never really voiced it so I don't really you know yeah. know like physically I'm feeling hot right now like yeah yeah <laughs> like I guess because I'm trying to keep something in but... well and often when we when we talk about these things it elicits a bit of a trauma response and our nervous system gets a little dysregulated and we can either get hot or cold it's very very common very common so Donna if we don't feel safe to express our feelings and no one is there to help us move through them, then we do tend to eat them. Yeah. And I mean that in two ways. We eat them metaphorically, meaning we just like keep them all inside and swallow. You've heard the expression, swallow our feelings, right? Yeah. And then we eat them by using food as a comforting device because you are looking for comfort. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, what do babies do when they're upset? Even if they're not hungry, they want to suck. Yeah. They want to feed, you know? And so it's a very human thing to be looking for comfort. So you've been looking for a mother. Food's been your mother. Yeah, I see that. In a lot of ways. In a lot of ways. And so I think a lot of times we... um put labels on ourselves. Like you might say, or someone might have said to you, you have an eating disorder. I would prefer to say you have used food as a mother. You've used food to soothe yourself. It's been the best thing you've known how to do. And it probably started, you know, at a young age. Because it it did. It did. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Memory just came back of being on my nan Ann's porch and having a snack. And I remember her saying, Oh my gosh, she just ate them all, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah, you had to, because so when we look at these parts of us that are really, really hurt, like the little girl who, you know, dealt with the trauma of mom's attempted suicide and then the abuse at the daycare, not even getting to brother dying when you're 13, but those two things alone are massive. Any of these one, any of these alone are massive altogether. Like you said, it's a trifecta of trauma. And you've got this little girl who really needed to be held and be heard and be soothed and all of that. And so there's this part, there's this very, very scared, traumatized little girl. And what happens when we have a super traumatized part that's feeling so many feelings is we have to come up with another way to flood the system with its sensory experience. And some people choose drugs, some people choose alcohol, some people choose sex, some people choose gambling. You, cho- you chose food. And so what the food does is it gives you a flood of a sensory experience so that that traumatized little girl, like you don't have to feel her. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then just linking quickly to why don't you make yourself a priority? Well, because you never felt like a priority. Yeah. I mean, anyone whose parent attempts suicide has got to feel not like a priority if our parents willing to leave us. I mean, what a, what a sense of abandonment, right? Yeah. And even into high school, you know, my mom, my mom and my sister, um, fought a lot. I would go and just close my door to my bedroom. Um, you know, they, there was two bathrooms in the house. So in the morning they'd get ready and I would bring my brush tooth and brush my teeth in the kitchen, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, because I, I just to stay away from anything that was, you know, not happy, I guess. Yeah. 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 So what's coming up for you now as we're chatting? Well, um, I feel lighter saying those things out loud, I guess. <laughs> right, because you're I, expressing uh, your feelings. You're not swallowing them. Yeah, I. Uh, my heart is racing, though. I guess um, acknowledging things that... You know, my mom, I had to, I started working at age 14 so I could help her pay her bills. And, you know, she would take me to the bank and take half my paycheck every week. And, you know, all the way up through, she just passed away last year. And, um, you know, I put her funeral on my credit card. So it's like I've mm-hmm. always took care of her. Right. Um, you know, even when I went back and got my master's degree, I'll never forget when I told her. And I was so excited when I... Um, was accepted to this program. And then she just looked at me and she said, well, what about me? <laughs> Cause I was telling her, I'm like, you know, my, I'm going to be a little busy, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you call, I might not answer right away. And, and that was her response was what about me? And not, I'm so proud of you. What else would you have wanted to hear when you called her and told her that? I wanted her to say, you know, well, I knew you could do it. I'm glad you, um, you know, how she was proud of me and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, but no, I, I didn't get that. I guess, um, even in adulthood, a lot of times I still had that expectation that it might happen, but it never did. Yeah. We, you've heard me say on the show, we have two deaths of our parents to grieve their actual 
physical death and the death of who we always wanted them to be. Yeah. And so, you know, and it's natural. The little kid in us is always hoping that maybe, maybe someday they'll give us what we need. And, and then we often go and date people that are similar to them thinking that maybe someday we'll get what we need from a similar person. So, you know, it makes a lot of sense to me why you're bringing forward what you're bringing forward, both the, the, um, eating to soothe and, um, eating to comfort. And I'd rather you refer to it as that instead of emotional eating or binge eating or anything like that. So Mm -hmm. we're really naming it for what it is because you're, you're eating to comfort, you're eating to soothe, you're eating because you needed a mother. Yeah. You missed out on massive nurturing Massive nurturing and being able to express your emotions and having somebody be able to hold space for your emotions. So there's a lot here. And the the missing out on the nurturing has led to not feeling like a priority. And you've had to earn love through making other people a priority. It's very common when we, we don't feel like we matter. We feel like we have to prove our worth. And we do that through people pleasing and not making ourselves a priority. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I see that in almost anything I've ever done, even at work, everything. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you have the awareness. Just curious, what's your master's degree in? Human resource management. Mm -hmm. But I started my spiritual journey in 2017 when I I gained all my weight and trying to heal myself and um, realizing that doctors weren't the answer mm-hmm. and, um, you know, things like breath work, uh, sound healing, meditation, mm-hmm. those have become big parts of, of uh, my healing journey. And what along the way in your healing journey has been, has felt very nurturing and comforting to you? Um, well, I've had, I've had two major aha moments that kind of, why I could see I was comparing myself. One was um, my mom and my sister are very artistic. They do amazing things. And I never was, but I realized I was confusing artistic ability with um, creativeness. Yeah. Yeah. So when I um, made that connection, I started painting furniture. And it's like, that's like a really big out for me that um, to put my effort into that, Um, and it's, I did really, really good job. Mm -hmm. And, um, my second one was realizing on a timetable in two different ways. When I wait on people, it adds weight onto me physically. That, that was a trigger I realized because when I sit and wait, I'm not important. So I can wait, right? That's, that was my subliminal message, that false belief. Yeah. Um, and that one was that one was really key in in my healing journey so far. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. So can you acknowledge yourself for Well, let me ask you this. How do you think you've mothered yourself along the way? I always give myself the pep talks I wanted from my mom. I write notes on my mirrors I and, and dry erase markers and um and things like that. I love that. How are you um, nurturing yourself? Well, that's what I think I'm not doing. Yeah. I, um, that's, uh, you know, I have everything I, I, I need to do self-care and all the knowledge to lose weight and take care of myself. I just. Well, but that's, that's different than nurturing. Yeah. 
see that, you know, it's like eating a certain way and taking a 40 minute walk all day is great in terms of self-care, but I'm talking about really nurturing. So when I say the word nurturing, how would you describe that? What comes to mind? Um, affection, Mm -hmm. um, you know, love. I think those things are missing in my life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And the first person that has to give them to you is you. Yeah. Did you have a particular stuffed animal that you liked when you were a kid? Yes, what, I did. A little, it was a bear. A bear. Do you still have it by any chance? No, I don't. No. Okay. Well, I want you to go on a hunt and see if you can find a bear that looks a little similar. Yeah. And I want you to get a stuffed animal. And every time you feel, are you aware of when you feel the impulse or the trigger to comfort with food? I am gained a lot of awareness in it. Okay. Sometimes I, I miss it and I'm eating, but I realize it now. Okay. Well, I want you to put the bear in the kitchen. Okay. And every time you feel like you're, you're going to comfort with food, first ask, am I really hungry? Because if you're really hungry, eat. Mm-hmm. But, and then ask, okay, am I hungry? Well, what am I hungry for? Am I hungry for food? Or am I hungry for nurture? And if you're really actually not hungry and you're just going to comfort with food, I want you to just grab that bear and cuddle it. Now you may think, great, Christine, I'm a grown woman and you're telling me to cuddle a teddy bear. I'm so glad I called in. This is just epic advice. But it will do wonders for your nervous system and that little girl. And as you're cuddling the bear and the bear is cuddling you, I want you to imagine that you're, you as a little girl is in there too. Mm. And the mother part of you is holding the bear and little you. And I just want you to see if you can just take some deep breaths and close your eyes and hold the bear and see if that starts to give you a little bit of what you think the food will give you. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's, just, yes. it's a very simple idea, but it could be very, very powerful because you're looking for comfort. That's what you're doing. You're looking for soothing. Mm-hmm. You missed out. There's a huge mother wound here. We haven't even talked about dad, right? There's a huge mother wound here that has made you great for other people. You know, I bet if, you know, I reached out to you as a friend or colleague, you'd, you'd be great. You'd always get things done. You'd always make sure I was satisfied. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's made you great in so many ways, but the, the cost has been you. Yeah. So the other thing that will be important to work on is say no and boundaries, but all that stuff is a lot harder when we don't have self-worth because we don't make up ourselves a priority because we don't feel worthy. And so in addition to the teddy bear, I love that you write yourself things in the mirror, but I also want you to look at yourself in the mirror every day and tell me what you wish your mother would always say, would, would have said to you, what were you longing to hear from her the most? Um, I don't think she ever told me she loved me. Oh, I'm sorry, Donna. I'm really sorry. Well, I just want you to know that you are loved. You are so loved. Thank you. Could you look in the mirror every day and tell yourself that? 
Yeah, I, I started doing uh, mirror meditations where I stare at myself. It was very emotional yes. um, once you get past the, the physical, um, and I stopped doing it. So I'm, I'm going to start doing that again. Yes, and add in saying I love you Okay. In, until your heart breaks open. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you're in the work. You're on your spiritual path. You know a lot. I just gave you two very simple suggestions, but more than that, I hope I've offered you just some confirmation and some perspective of like the way you're dealing with things and not feeling like your priority, the eating to soothe is so to be expected given your trauma. Yeah. You went through a lot and given all that, you're doing really well. You really are. Yeah, you really you. are. You just missed out on having a mom, and that's mm-hmm. a big wound. Yeah, it really is. And so I'm sure that you went through your grieving at her funeral and when she died. But now it's time to like grieve the fact that you just really didn't have a mommy. You had a woman who was your mother, but you didn't really have a mama. Yes. Yeah. But you get to be that to you now. I will do that. Yeah. What was your biggest takeaway from our conversation today? That I have everything I need within me. You do. Yeah. You do. And I hope you also got that you're not broken, that this is a normal response to the trauma you had. Okay. How do you feel now? I feel really good. My heart's not racing. I'm not hot. (laughs) (laughs) And will you commit to those two action steps, the teddy bear in the mirror? I am, yes. Beautiful. Thank you, Donna. Thank you. Thank you, Donna, so much for your vulnerability and for sharing. And once again, just like I was in last week's episode, I'm deeply touched by what people have been through. So many of you, like Donna, have been through very, very challenging things, like I said in the beginning of the episode, to Helen back, maybe multiple times. And it's amazing how much we judge ourselves for the quote-unquote issues or challenges we have. And we're like, why don't I just change? Why can't I be different? When what we're doing is completely reasonable based on our trauma. Now, I'm not saying you use your story and what happened to you as a scapegoat for the rest of your life. However, you must must acknowledge your story and go, of course, I'm dealing with this. Of course, I'm emotionally eating. Of course, I'm not making myself a priority. You have to have so much compassion for yourself before you can ever change. I'll say this over and over and over again. No one has ever healed in the energy of judgment. No one has ever healed by being the crap out of themselves. No one has ever healed believing that they're still broken. And so we want to honor and acknowledge our past and go, of course, I struggle with this. Of course, this is a challenge for me. Of course, some people have a great relationship with food and it's a little harder for me because I didn't have a mama and food was my mama because every little child needs to feel nurtured and soothed when they have big feelings or just any feeling at all. And I didn't have a mom that could do that. And so I turned to food. So of course, I use food to comfort. And so now I just need to work on, one, not making myself wrong, and two, finding ways to comfort myself. Because until I find ways to comfort myself, 
I'm going to use food. doesn't matter how many diets I go on, how many programs I start, how many mindset tapes I listen to, tapes, I'm dating myself. It only changes when we get the payoff that the food is giving us or whatever the behavior is in a more healthy way. So for Donna, I suggested the teddy bear. I kept seeing this image of a stuffed animal and I actually saw a teddy bear, but it turns out it was a teddy bear. And so I asked her, you know, did you have a stuffed animal that you liked? And it was the teddy bear. And although she may not have it still, she can get that teddy bear. She can put it in the kitchen. And when she goes and she checks in, what am I really hungry for? And if she's really, truly not hungry, she can really go to that teddy bear and love it and hold it and use it to, to soothe. So for any of you that say you have an emotional eating issue or you know you use food to comfort, try that. It may be silly. You might be 57 years old and going, Christine, you really think I'm going to go get a teddy bear and sit there and snuggle it? Yeah, you're going to do it. <laughs> you're going to do it. And what if the teddy bear works better than any diet or fitness program you've ever invested in? I bet it could because you're getting the payoff. You find a, you find a healthy way to comfort yourself. You're not going to need food as much. And it could take some time to change, so be patient with yourself and have compassion. Now let's talk about making ourselves a priority. So you can read about boundaries. You can try all the ways to start to have more confidence. But really, the only way to break out of that pattern of not feeling like a priority is to, one, find the source, right? So for Donna, she didn't feel like a priority because, well, gosh, mom was so miserable she didn't want to even stick around and live and two she never made doesn't sound like she ever made her children a priority even when Donna got into her master's degree program and was so excited about it mom was like what about me never said oh I'm so proud of you so if we never feel like a priority to the people who should be making us feel like a priority it's very hard to start to feel like a priority so just a very simple thing because at the root of healing that is inner child work. And by the way, my inner child workshop is always available. You can get it at christinehaster.com slash inner child. It'll be a while before we teach it live again, but the recorded version is just as powerful. So again, you can go to christinehaster.com slash inner child for that. So that's, that's the core of the work. And the other piece is just that daily practice of really looking in the mirror really being present with yourself and saying, I love you. Because that's how we feel like a priority. When someone is present with us and we feel like they love us. So just that simple act of looking in the mirror, spending time with ourselves and saying, I love you. And not leaving when it feels awkward or when emotion comes up, but really being there. I love you. I love you. I'm here with you. I see you. You know, I always sing Athena a song when I'm feeding her and I won't sing it to you now because I have a terrible singing voice and it's also a sacred thing between she and I, but in that song are things about how I see her and hear her and love her and feel her and all those things because I want her to know she's seen and loved and heard and safe. And you might not have had a mom or a dad that said that to you, but guess what? You have that inner parent inside of you. So I want you right now at the end of this episode, because I'm about to wrap it up, to head to that mirror. It could be the rear view mirror in your car. You could pick up your phone and flip the camera towards you. Look in your eyes. I love you. I love you. I see you. I'm here with you. 
I hear you. You're safe. All right, everyone. That's the show for today. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. 